one of my friends, uh, my friend and your friend, <laughs> as they would say, uh, Mike Adams. Come on up, Mike. He's been with us before. Comes to us from Orlando. And uh, some of you will remember him if you were here before, but uh, he, he does a great job of presenting the gospel. He has a heart to see people come to know Jesus just like we do, and um, just an overall good guy. So there's, there's a lot less of them than there used to be, though. That's true. Yeah. Um, he probably won't point it out to himself. He went on a, he went on a journey uh, like I did, and he's lost some weight. So happy that you're here with us today, Thank brother. Thank you. My goal is to be like you, man. <laughs> Can't shave my head, though. I got, the, I got the lumpiest head in the world. I got to keep hair covering as long as it will. Amen. Hey, great to see you. <laughs> You're pretty excited, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, man. Wow, it has been a journey, but it's, been, it's great to be back with you. It's great to be back, uh, Lantana Community uh, Church. Man, what, a, what God is doing here is awesome, and I appreciate your pastor and his family and all the other pastors, and uh, so glad that uh, Bruno and Gabby are here and, and Claudio. And, and so, isn't it amazing what God's doing? Yeah, but, you know, in a couple of years, there'll be people speaking Spanish, Portuguese, huh, Korean. And a few of you Texans might even learn English, so that'd be great. <laughs> I love Texas, man, I really do. Uh, I, I belong to church in Texas. I don't know if you knew that. But all of us who are, you know, ordained in the church have to belong somewhere, you know, and some accountability built in, especially the guy like me. And, and so I, I belong to Crossroads Tabernacle Church of the Nazarene in Forward, Texas. And Corey Jones is my pastor. And uh, I love him and I love them. And I love you. And it's great to be in his house. Amen. Uh, for those of you who are trying to maybe wonder, uh, it's, it's just a small thing. But uh, I've lost about 90 pounds since I was with you. I lost a, uh, one of the teenage, uh, I, I lost a teenage body. Uh, man, I don't know where that came from. That was, that was seriously messed up. Hey, I want to thank these teens for being here. They are awesome. You know, they were busy all week and not much sleeping and running and crazy, and I'm glad I missed that. And um, <laughs> I'm too old to run with the gang anymore. But, hey, so glad you're here and that you're so into what's going on and you're up here near the front where it's harder to sleep dude it's easy to sleep in the back row but all the adults got those seats before you even got a chance so uh cool but you know what i believe that god is going to speak to us this week do you believe that yeah yeah and that's not weird you know people people get nervous sometimes and i, I don't know why but they get nervous that, you know, God is going to speak, and they go, oh, well, God speaks. Well, yeah, he does. He speaks through his word. He speaks through his spirit, and he speaks to us. You know why? Because he loves us, man, and, he, and, and we're his creation, and, and he wants to pour out favor and blessing and salvation and all that we need, and, and man, it's awesome, isn't it? And, and I'm believing that he's going to, he's going to, his, his word's going to be released in our hearts. I really do. And it's not because of any study that I've done. It's not because, well, I've studied. I mean, it won't sound like it, but I have. And uh, you've heard me before. You know it's a little like, you know, the ADD gift that I have, you know, right? It's the gift that keeps on giving, and you never know what you're going to get. It's kind of like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates, but it's okay. Squirrel. Anyway, we're just going to, you know, we're just going to let Holy Spirit speak through his, <laughs> through his word, right? And let me tell you something. He never forgets his word. He never fails in his word. He he, he never falters in his word. He, 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 
He never forfeits his word. His word, when it's released, does not come return void. It doesn't return empty or without effect, but it accomplishes what he wishes it to accomplish. Amen? You believe that? Anybody bring a Bible? That's not the message. That's just kind of the, just where I want to make a statement about what God's going to do. I, that's what we want him to do, right? And uh, I've, I've just been praying the Holy Spirit will give us just exactly what we need. And so I drove down from a really nice place that you've fixed for me to stay in. And I, and, uh, and I drove down and, and uh, over or up or some way, thank goodness for GPS and ways and stuff. Uh, oh, man. And uh, I was on something called Farm to Something Road. <laughs> what? What's that? But anyway... Uh, I came around the curve and uh, saw the Kroger sign, and then I said, I think I'm close. I was kind of remember that you were kind of close to a shopping area. So I came a little further, and I saw the church, man, up on this hill. And I thought, man, just like a city on a hill cannot be hid. Wow, man, whoever picked this location knew what they were doing, man. You can see you guys from everywhere, and it's awesome. And as I came around, I'm thinking about that, and then I see this amazing sign. And it said, a wicked and perverse generation seeketh after signs. But I saw this sign, right? You know what it said? It said urgent care. I said, dude, that is so right. Here we are up here, and we're offering urgent care. You, you don't get it, do you? But if you could see yourselves, you would know you need urgent care. Man, I'm looking right at you. And, and, and you're looking this way, and you're saying, man, that guy really needs some help. Isn't it great that this is where he is? In this place. Not because of the building or even the location, but because we, we bring him in with us. Holy Spirit is in us. Yes. And we come together corporately and collectively. Holy Spirit then is moving in our hearts and our minds and are quickening our bodies and doing all kinds of cool stuff. Supernatural stuff. Supernatural stuff. Supernatural stuff. Man, you can't, yeah, I totally believe this supernatural gospel, this supernatural Jesus, this supernatural God and Father and Creator and, and the supernatural Holy Spirit and a supernatural gospel. You take the supernatural out of, out of this stuff, there's nothing left. It's just, it's all about Him. It's spiritually supernatural. It's supernaturally natural and naturally supernatural. And it's awesome. I think it's time to preach. I think it's time to get in the Word. Let's go to Matthew, one of the most packed chapters that I've been dealing with lately. I just so, it blows me away. I was singing about it last night. Uh, now, to be honest, I, I watched a little basketball after I got here, but, you know, that's, you know, we Kentucky people, especially when we get blown out of the tournament by a number 15 seed, uh, we go into grieving, but I got over that. But last day, I got a little basketball in, but then I'm, I'm back to the Word, and I'm, I'm thinking about this morning and what he wants to say. So I thought, wow, this is where we ought to be. Holy Spirit, I think, really put it on my heart. And uh, I know that for this morning. Now, tonight will take care of itself. Okay. We're just going to deal with it right now. Okay. All right. Matthew chapter 9. And uh, right now, uh, while you find Matthew chapter 9, it's in the New Testament. Yeah. And uh, about one, page 1,370 uh, in mine. And uh, so... But, but I think it's possible. Are you streaming today? Yeah. Okay. So, hello, Elizabeth. Hello, Avery. Hello, Bailey. I love you. That's my great-granddaughter, Bailey. Uh, my wife and my granddaughter and my great-granddaughter are 
doing a weekend sleepover, party on, eat strawberries, and do cool stuff. And so if they're watching, man, I love you girls. You're awesome. You're amazing. Okay, here we go. Well, Big Papa had to say that because if she's listening, yeah, that'll be great. I talked to her this morning, by the way. You know what she said? Hi, Grandpa. Woo! I mean, grandkids are great, but man, great-grandkids? Dude, that is a totally different ballpark. Oh, my word. Matthew chapter 9. I can't read the whole chapter. I'd love to, but you, wouldn't, you, you couldn't take it all in. But in, cha in chapter 9, they, they, they crossed the Sea of Galilee, man, and they, they, they got over there, and, and they, met, they met this guy uh, in, the, in Gadara. He was messed up. He was... Uh, there's stuff going on, and, and they, they, they crossed back over after this, and, and uh, it was amazing. And then in chapter 9, they, they come back over, and, and they, a paralytic is brought to Jesus. Now, one of the other gospel writers tells us that they couldn't get in because there were so many people in the house. So they went up on the roof, and they created a hole. They lowered him down. That would seem to be really awesome, wouldn't it? I mean, it would just, you're just, you're listening to the guy preach, you're just listening to Jesus, and all of a sudden, stuff starts falling down, and then here comes this guy. You're not getting this, are you? Anyway, it's pretty neat. And uh, so Jesus heals the paralytic. He says, when he saw their faith, when he saw their faith, he looked at the man, he said, your sins are, are forgiven. Well, the Pharisees freaked out about that because they said, who is this man that blasphemes? Only God can forgive sin. And so Jesus said, well, so you can know that the Son of Man has power. He said, take up your mat and walk. And you know what? 30 days later, the guy was feeling better and could feel his toes again. No, immediately he was up, man. <laughs> Woo! I'd like to see that on the big screen replay when we get to heaven, man. Man, dancing. Can you believe? I believe the old boy busted a move, don't you? Come on up in here. Yeah, it would have been amazing. So, oh, he rose and departed to his house. And so the multitude saw it and they marveled. We're halfway through that first passage, that first paragraph thing with Matthew 9. Are you with me here? Okay. No idea. Confused. Young people say he's more hyper than we are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was preaching one night in Michigan. You know what? I was, you know, I got all over the place. And there's a little girl there that has some special needs and, and she had some hyperactivity issues. And she was real kind of not sure about me at first, but after a little while, she kind of liked me. And so after that night when I was all over the map, like I've been so far, she came up and she said, I've got a pill that I think will help you. <laughs> Come on, girl. Give me some of that stash. Give me, calm down a little bit. They multiplied, they, they glorified God who, who had given such power to men. And, and so Jesus left there. And on the way out, he saw this cat named Matthew. And so he said, follow me. And he did. And then later they were having a big feast, having a big dinner with all the sinners and the publicans and the tax collectors. Not Republicans, but he, <laughs> when I said sinners, you thought I was talking about Republicans. Yeah. No, that's not what I said. Okay. Uh, or I, it doesn't matter if you're a Demlican or a Republican. Jesus have dinner with you because he loves everybody. Aren't you glad he does? Cool. All right. So as it happened, he was sitting there at the table and they were asking him why this, why that. Well, he went on he, and, and, and the disciples of John came and they, they asked a bunch of questions. And then and he talked about the bridegroom. He talked about wineskins. He talked about new wine. Man, it's awesome. But we don't have time to get into all that. And, and so while he was speaking, a ruler came. This is verse 18. Behold, a ruler came and worshiped him saying, my daughter's just died, but come. 
and, your, and, and lay your hand on her, and she will live. Isn't that an amazing statement of faith? This guy had total confidence based on what he'd seen and heard, apparently, that if Jesus came and laid his hand on his daughter, she would live again. How many of you know that the touch of Jesus has power? Man, there's healing and there's resurrection and there's power and life in the, in the word and the touch of Jesus, and he's here. See, he's here right now. And as you came in this morning, he was so glad you, he's so glad you're here. I mean, he knew what was going on, but he's just thrilled. You know what else? He loves the sound of your voice. He likes your look. He loves me as weird as I am. Amen. He just loves me. He really does. I got a friend that says that he's Jesus' favorite. And I think, well, I thought I was Jesus' favorite. I got news for you. We're his favorite. Come on. And so, so Jesus arose and fought him, and so did his disciples. Now, there, another gospel writer gives us a, a more of a picture that, that things are chaotic, and there's people all around. And right in the middle of all this, in verse 20, suddenly, immediately, a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and, and, and down on the ground reached and touched the hem of his garment. Because she had said and thought to herself, if only I can touch his garment, I shall be made well. And Jesus turned around. And in, in the other gospel account, Jesus said, who touched me? And one of the disciples said, come on, man. We're in this crowd of people, Lord Jesus. What do you mean, who touched you? But see, he felt power go out of him. He felt, he felt the anointing, healing power of God go through him, filled with the Spirit, and felt that touch, that that energy and power of his spirit go out and touch that woman. Turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Hey, did you come in here today needing a touch? Did you come in here today hanging by a thread? Did, did you come in here with burdens on your heart that you can't deal with? Did, you're, having, you're struggling? I mean, we don't usually tell it. You know, we come to church, we, we lie a lot with our face. You know, we come in and pretend everything's okay sometimes when really we ought to be just leaning into each other for fellowship and encouragement. And, and nobody wants a big cry thing and a big self-pity deal. We're not talking about that. We're talking about being open and letting, letting people in to help us, right? And, and just say, hey, you know what? I, I need God, man. I need Jesus today. How many feel like you need a touch from Jesus this morning? How many of you are excited that something has begun in your church, in your community, in this fellowship of believers? There is the moving of God's Spirit here. Do you know how fortunate you are? Do, do, do you have a, any idea how many dead, lifeless, routine, as usual, religious places there are with a church name over? I do. How wonderful that we're in a place where we just invite Jesus to come. And we say things like, Lord, if we can get them to you, if we can pray, if we can intercede, if we can love them and get them in a place and they hear you, they'll be changed. And Lord, if I can get down there among my fellow believers, if I can get down there among those people that I love and they love me and I appreciate them and I'm accepted in the beloved, in Jesus and them, and I just get in that place where there's a powerful move of God's Spirit, then something good's going to happen in my life today. That would have been a great place for an amen. Too late. <laughs> Try to keep up. All right. 
Did I say I? That's some of my redneck tendencies coming through. Now, Jesus now is moving again. And now they're at the man's house, and the Jesus comes to the ruler's house. And he saw the flute players and the noisy crowd and all the grieving people and all the professional mourners that showed up like they do. It, it did in that culture. And this, this, is, a, this is sad, man. This is a, this is a bad moment. And, and, uh, and, and, and Jesus said, here's what Jesus said. This is so cool. Are you still in the Bible there? Make room for the girls not dead, but sleeping. <laughs> and they ridiculed him. Dude, they, they mocked him out. They're like, no, you're, you're crazy. You say it doesn't say crazy in the scripture. Well, come on, man. I'm just trying to add to the ridicule. I mean, the, the, the mock and the ridicule, that, that mean-spirited, I know everything kind of thing. You don't know what that is? Then watch TV news. You'll get it. Ugh. They ridiculed him, but when the crowd was put outside, you know, sometimes we got to get beyond the crowd. Sometimes we got to press on in. Sometimes we've got to just not listen to all the surface noise. Come on. There's sometimes in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind that you just have to say, no, I'm not listening to anybody around me. I'm listening for the voice of Jesus and through the Holy Spirit. I'm not letting the word speak to me. I'm not going to believe that bad report. I'm not going to believe this nonsense. I am not going to say something that I don't know that, 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 that somehow I think God can't handle this situation I'm in. Just put them out. Now, I don't mean literally. <laughs> I don't mean literally. Kids don't go to school and say, okay, you, you can go stand over there or cram some kid in the locker. I don't want to hear you. No, 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 don't do that. That'd be, that'd be you, you go to the principal's office, that happened. It's not so bad. I went there a lot of times. It's no problem. <laughs> when the crowd was put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose, and the report of this went out into all the land. I guess so. Hey, man. And you know what I think is going to happen? I think as you continue to move in the Spirit and let God bless you here, I believe that, it's the, that what's going on here is going to get out into the land. It's going to get out into people. People are going to hear it. People are going to feel it. People are going to be drawn to it. I mean, you know, really, people come when there's a fire, man. People go where the fire is. And, and Holy Spirit's doing some great stuff, and he has been. And this is a great place to be. But just right now in this move, in this moment, this season, Let's, let's just embrace what he's doing. Amen? I, I'm just coming in and, and landing right in the middle of what God is doing here. And my biggest thing is don't slow it down. Don't get in the way of it. Don't do anything to quench the spirit or hinder what he's already started. He's better at this than I am. He's so wonderfully, wonderfully gifted to do this. So, that's crazy. You say, are you going to just preach on one thing? Yeah, I'm there now. Too late. Uh, I saw several of you with your drink cups. Wow. There are some massive drink cups in this audience. And out in the foyer, I saw a great big pink one. Dude, that would take you through three services, that one. Whoa. Somebody must have said I was coming, you know. I guess that's what it was. So when he... Jesus departed from there. See, there's a lot of movement, a lot of activity. Two blind men followed him, crying out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. So he gets into this other house, and the blind men came to him. And Jesus, here it is. Are you waiting for it? Here it is. Jesus said to, to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? 
Do you believe I'm able to do this? Man, I've been thinking about that. In the night, I woke up, and I woke up at 5 this morning. I ought to tell you something. If I'm awake at 5 o'clock, it's usually the afternoon. <laughs> I'm just saying. 5 o'clock this morning, I just woke up, sleeping well, not just laying there, minding my own business. And I woke up, and I was just so aware of Holy Spirit's presence, and I thought about this passage even then. Do you believe I'm able to do this? So Jesus is asking you and me this morning, do you believe that I'm able to do whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that you crave, whatever it is that you're afraid of? Do you believe I'm able to do it? Do you believe I'm able to do this thing that you ask, this thing you need? Man, I think that's a power. I underline that, man. That, that's quite a question. You know what they said? They said to him, yes, Lord, we believe. And he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. Awesome. You say, man, it took you a long time to get there. Yeah, but I said some halfway decent things on the way here to this point, okay? And I hope it didn't go downhill now that we've got the question out in front of us. Do you believe he's able to do this? I believe that he is able to deliver, deliver us. Do you? I believe that he's able to save and heal and deliver and forgive and wash and justify and make whole and bring the fragments together. He's, he's able to come right into the midst of chaos and the wreckage of bad choices and decisions in the midst of the hurt and pain that have, have, we've experienced at the hands of others, many of whom we should have been able to trust, but we didn't, we couldn't. And, and there was abuse there, and there was pain there, and we were told things. And on top of that, you've got the enemy all the time telling you that you can't be what God wants you to be. You can't pray. You can't be the kind of person you ought to be. And when you try to do that stuff, he tells you how badly you do it. I remember one time when I was in Bible college, you know, I was, I was trying to be John Wesley and Billy Graham all wrapped up in one. And so I decided, you know, I got to get up early in the morning and go down and pray, you know. And, and so I went down to, in the music practice rooms in the basement of, down in the basement of our dorm. And, and I was down there, and, and I got me my hymn book and my Bible, and boy, I'm ready to go. And uh, I woke up when the breakfast bell went off. <laughs> Face all wrinkled up in a, oops, excuse me, sorry. Uh, sorry, folks, on Facebook, that was not an accident. Nobody ran into a car or anything around here. That was me hitting my own head. And so I woke up with wrinkles on my face and slobber on my shirt and feeling like I was the biggest failure in the world. Now, since that time, that's been a long time ago, since that time, there have been many times where I didn't feel like I did this or that or the other thing. There have been plenty of times when I've tried to preach and I go back to wherever I'm staying, and it's like, oh, why did you say that? Why did you go there? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Ooh. And the, and the enemy saying, oh, you, yeah, if you were any kind of preacher, you wouldn't blah, blah, blah. He's a liar. You know that? All he wants to do is rob, kill, and destroy, and break your faith, and break you down, and because he hates you. He hates the image of God in you, and he hates the God who, who loves you, and he, you're just collateral damage. He doesn't care. 
He hates you. But aren't you glad there's someone here today who is able to meet our needs? See, he's able to deliver us from a spirit of fear. He's able to deliver us from a spirit of, of anxiety. He's able to deliver us from a spirit of despair. He's able to deliver us from a spirit of death. He's able to deliver us from any hindering spirit. He is able to deliver us from our past. He's able to forgive our sins that were many. He is able to cast some off and they'll never be named against us again. Come on, man. As far as the east is from the west so far, he removes our transgressions. Do you believe he's able to do this? Yeah, and, and he's able to put new life in us. He, do, he doesn't put patches on our damage, and put, or he doesn't even try to, you know, shape us up and make us look like something. He just gets inside of us. And Paul said, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. They're, they're all new, and all the old things are passed away, and all things are becoming new. And I like that, all things becoming new. All. I like all, don't you? The 90 pounds that I lost, part of the reason I had 90 pounds to lose and some more to lose, really, is because <laughs> I always liked the idea of getting it all. <laughs> I want everything, right? I want the third piece of chicken, right? Come on, man. I haven't had a bite of fried chicken since May, and dude, I've got a massive craving. I'm trying not to think about it, amen, but every minute that spirit of the chicken gets all over me, you know. I'm just, it's, it's terrible. That was wrong to say. I apologize. He's able to deliver us from our past. Young people, you know, you might have goofed some things up, but let me tell you something. God is able to take our goofs up and our sins and our failures, make it new and fresh and give us a brand new start. Man, he's got a second chance, third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance. Do you believe he's able to do this? Amen. And then when you get as old as I am, which is old, I mean, not as old as a couple of you, but I'm getting there. Oh, buddy, and even a leap year baby gets old. Yeah, I'm up to 17 and a half. Oh, 17 and a quarter. 17 and a quarter years old. That's me. Do the math four times that, and you'll know how old I am. It'll be amazing to you to be shocked. The kids think, man, this guy, how can he even stand up? He's even, you know, no matter what age or stage, he wants, to, he wants to anoint you. He wants to move in you. He's able to save to the othermost them that come to, under God through him. He's able to take all that past and, he, and even the recent past, all the past, and move with power in it. Ooh. And he's, he's able to deliver us from the hurt and the, and the trauma and the injury and the emotional distress that came as a part of that. And, and then even the, the stress and trauma that comes just by living as a human being in the world. It's crazy, isn't it? In the world, in the world messed up? Huh? I drove here from Love, I drove to the hotel from Love Field yesterday and there wasn't a lot of traffic. There's more than enough. And I was driving all those people, and I was thinking, man, this world's crazy. I live in Orlando. They say it's the happiest place in the world. Don't you let them kid you. <laughs> it's the most expensive place in the world. That's what's going on. And the people over at Disney, they're happy. That's the, way, that's the happy place. Over there, the CFO is talking about how much money they raked in last week. Ugh. Yeah, even the baby agreed. Just come on. And matter of fact, if any children cry out, let them go because I'm not getting much help from the older people. Hello. <laughs> Deliver us. Now, he won't take the stress of life out, but he'll put something in us. He will put his spirit in us, and he will give us the spirit of a conqueror. He's the one. He's the one. Come on. And he, he knows what we can be. He knows who we really are. And man, if we can lock into who we, he's made us to be, wow, we can have victory. That was the theme of the service today. Come on. The music and the worship, and he takes us out of all that stuff, and he tears down strongholds. You believe he's able to do this? I'm just saying. 
And over, over in a little tiny book of Jude, at the, end of the, at the end of his letter, he said, now to him is able to keep you from falling and to, to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. That's who. Do you believe he's able to do that? I've gotten old enough now where I think about this thing of getting presented, being presented faultless and blameless in his presence. I, I, I'm thinking about this, that, that the God of peace himself could sanctify, set apart, cleanse, and make holy, separate me to a holy use, and, and present me faultless at his coming. Come on. And the scripture says faithful is the one who calls you to this relationship and experience. He's faithful. He'll do it. You believe he's able to do this? Yeah, to keep us from falling. To help us when we're tempted. You ever get tempted? You ever go through trials? You ever, you ever have this cloud of doubt that just settles down on you out of nowhere? Come on. Oh, you're driving down the road. And, uh, now, if you're, you know, 15, don't be driving down the road. Okay. How, how young can you drive here? Yeah, it used to be 11. It's Texas. I'm kidding. Somebody said, dude, I've got to wait five more years. No, no, that's messed up. And you're driving down the road, and some horrible memory from back when you were in sin comes flooding in out of nowhere in your mind. And you go, what? You ever thought about that nonsense? You know what that is? That's the enemy. Planting seeds, messing with your head. You know what you do when that happens? Here's what you do. You say, No. I, re I repudiate that. I renounce that. I reject that. That's not you, Jesus. That's not your spirit. That's not who the Word says I am. That's not what you say I am. Devil, you have no place in this conversation. I resist you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Just shut that mess out. You believe he's able to do this in you and me? Come on. He's able. I could spend the rest of the day talking about, and you think maybe I am. See, God is able. Here's, here's, what, here's one. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Man, that is an expansive, awesome promise. See me, I almost tipped over. Wouldn't that be bad if I tipped over and laid up here like a turtle and you had to try to get eight or ten people to get me back on my feet? Man, he is able. Look, to, to me. See, I, you get more. You just do. He is able to make all, all grace. Sometimes people say, well, you know, I, this is really a bad situation. All grace. All grace. Well, but, but you don't know my situation. No, I don't. But all grace. Well, you don't know my wife. Now, that's just a rhetorical flourish. I'm not talking about my wife. Believe me, baby, I'm not talking to you. And if she's not here, I'm glad she missed it. <laughs> All grace abound. That means just poured out, huge. More than you need, really. More. I mean, just piled up, just. That's in the Greek. Abound. I dropped Greek class after two days. 
Well, my background is Kentucky, see, because English was already a second language. I didn't think Greek was going to work out very well at all. That you, look, all grace abound toward you, that you always, 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 always get it. Always. Do you believe he's able to do this? Man, I need that always. I, I remember when after being away from God and away from the, the I was still, I was stuck with Christians, but I, I hated it. And, and I was stuck in church, and I hated that. And, and I was backslidden, messed up, running from God, and I called to preach and all that stuff. And I was just angry all the time. And, and I remember when I hit the deck and gave it up and surrendered. Second week of September, 1970. Man, what an what a awesome time that was. What an awesome moment. What an awesome experience, and I knew it. I knew he changed me. I knew the witness of his spirit in my spirit. See, the Bible says his spirit witnesses with our spirit. And we know we're children of God. And that was great. But that was 52 years ago. I got stuff now I need help with. And that always covers it. The always. Wherever you are in your life this moment, the always has not changed. He always hadn't changed. It doesn't matter how your body feels, what you think in your head. It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't. None of that matters. The always is still in play. Holy Spirit is, in, is moving. He's, he's touching. He's speaking like he always has. Well, always having all sufficient. There it is again. All sufficiency. You know, that means it's enough. It's enough. Years ago, some guy wanted to know how many horsepower that a certain kind of, uh, oh, what's the fancy car from England? I can't think of it. Oh, Rolls Royce. And he wanted to know, he'd, he, he, he ordered one. He was rich. And there was anywhere, anywhere else, no place in all of the stuff that he got with the car said anything about how, what the horsepower was, what the cubic, you know, all that. None of that material was there. So he, he emailed him and uh, he said, how, how much horsepower does my car have? And he got a one-word answer from England. Enough. Ah, those wacky Brits. Enough. Well, how much grace is available? Enough. All sufficiency. Now, we're not sufficient. Paul said, who is sufficient to these things? Who is equal to it? None of us. But him in us? You believe he's able to do this? Have I talked to you folks over there yet? Do you believe this? How about you guys? How about over there? Tricked you. And right in there. Yeah, come on. All sufficiency in all things. Good night. Paul just killed it, didn't he? Didn't he just take away, kick every stool of doubt out from under us there? In all things may abound to every good work. You say, well, why that look like in my life? I don't know. I don't know what God will call you to do. I don't know how God will use you. See, I don't know your personality necessarily, and I don't know your gift set and, and your background and your, all that stuff, but I know this. That if, that, if, that if he can use me, if he can use me to preach the gospel 52 years, I got to, that I, I wasn't, in September I was born again, in December I preached my first sermon. It was a doozy. Woo! Man, I had a stack of notes, man. I went in there, and I tell you, First Methodist Church, Americus, Georgia, I rolled in there, man, big old pink cheeks, big old Bible college student, got about a semester worth of knowledge and not much else. And I preached everything I had down to preach. And I'll tell you what, I, man, 
It was like a meteor flying across, you know, like a shooting star. And it, that's about how long it lasted, too. Start to finish with repeats, seven and a half minutes. I go seven and a half minutes trying to figure out where the scripture reading is. Come on. But he'll use us in, in, in every work, every, every outflow. See, we don't do works to get favored with God. We do works because we're, we're favored by God and we love him. And what we do is not about legalism or have to. What we do is out of the flow of his spirit and the joy in our hearts, man. I get to serve you, Jesus. I get to do this. I get to go over there. I get to share my faith. I get to walk it out in the, in the world. Yeah. Do you believe he's able to do this? So let me just kind of bring this plane in for a landing and say, see, he wants, to, he wants to come this morning. He's already here, but he wants to do some fresh work in your heart. He wants you to believe that he's able. Man, the guy with the dead daughter believed that he could raise her. And the guys that let the paralytic down through the hole in the roof, they believed. It was their faith that turned things around, not the guy on the mat. I think the guy on the mat was just praying, don't drop me. <laughs> We're not even sure if he agreed with the whole thing, but once they picked him up and started, he had to go along because he couldn't get off of it by himself. And they let him down and something amazing, amazing happened. And God wants to do something amazing in your heart and life today. He wants to love you so much. He wants to help you so much. That thing that's bothering you, he wants, to, he wants to give you victory in that. He just wants to break that power down. He's able to tear down strongholds, anything that the enemy's tried to build up in your life and in your mind, he can tear it down just like that. Holy Spirit can do it. And if there's therapy that needs to happen after the urgent care, he's always there available. Woo! And the Word and his Spirit will do the therapy and the post-operative and all that. How about that post-operative nurse? Hmm? Pretty good. Yeah, he's the best. You believe he's able to do this? You say, man, I'm just wore out. Do you think he could touch your body? See, a lot of times when we feel like we're wore out, our body is really tired, but our emotions are exhausted. We've lived through two of the crummiest years in the country as far as, uh, I don't even like to say the word, COVID-19. It's off. And, and it's still, you know, the, the virus is still out there. But I can tell you something. Jesus can, Jesus can do something with us. I had it. I went through it. And I got, the, I got that post-COVID stuff, some of that stuff. Lost some of my pretty white hair and, and coughed all the time and just this and that. But he is able to refresh our weariness. And the world is upside down. I have on my chest the flag of Ukraine. I, I preached in 15 of those cities in Ukraine that are under assault. And there's some of the most wonderful believers in that country. Amazing. Breaks my heart. We got believers on both sides. We have ministry. We Nazarenes and many, many others. The people in Ukraine were, are the most sending nation in Europe, sending missionaries around the world. What they're going through. And I, I've been thinking about them, and I've been thinking is, is, do I believe he's able to do these things there? And I believe that he is. But in the war zone, of emotions and spiritual attack in an American culture that's getting darker all the time. Jesus is getting ready to come, folks. And he wants a church that's vibrant and alive and in love with Jesus, praying and reaching their community. Amen. 
filling up 10,000 Easter eggs. That blows my mind. 10,000. Who's going to count it? How will you know when you're done? When we can't get in the foyer, we've probably got about 9,432. Not about plastic eggs, and we know it. It's about letting people, reaching people and loving them. And while their kids are running all over the property trying to find an Easter egg, it'll take them a while, 10,000. The atmosphere will be so full of the Holy Spirit because you will have prayed and saturated that day in intercession and when God will speak to people's hearts. And even if they drive off the grounds and never come to this church, if the gospel seed is planted in their heart, it's going to be worth filling up 10,000 eggs. It'd be worth 20,000 eggs to see that happen. But you know what? God's going to do some amazing things. And I digress from all my prepared remarks. But I got to tell you, I believe he's able to do this. Do you? And I believe right now he wants to do some of these things right now. Right now in your heart before we leave. Before we leave. He really does. So this is your place. This is where you're at home. This is where you feel comfortable. You, you, you're not worried about strangers. I'm the strangest guy here. And, and Katrina, is, she's not one of you, but she is one of you and one of us. And, and we are because we're part of this body. But we're the only people that really that you don't know. So you're comfortable in this environment and you're comfortable using these altars and you're comfortable coming forward and you're comfortable letting Holy Spirit do work in your heart. So we believe he's able to do it, whatever it is you need. He'll start the thing here today. Some of it he'll finish today and the rest of it he'll start and continue to do that work until you have victory in every area of your life. And he'll help you walk it out in faith. I want you to stand. Jesus, in a moment... First, Lord, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for coming to revive and renew our hearts. Thank you for speaking into us. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you that you're able right now to do what we believe you can do. In just a moment, music will fill the house. Just now, as we, as Katrina begins to play, as the notes fill the air, it'll just be like Holy Spirit is drawing you. Will you find a place of prayer this morning? Do you believe he's able to do this? Oh, he wants to help you. Come on. Let's get, let's get together around this place, this, this sweet, sacred meeting place that we've so thoroughly enjoyed and appreciated across these years. Let's gather in and say, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing the need. I'm bringing the burden. I'm bringing the heartache. I'm bringing the, I'm bringing the failure. I'm bringing the, the mistake. I'm bringing the sin. I'm what, whatever, anything, just bring it. Bring it to him, because we believe he's able to do this. Yes, Lord. So come, let's pray. We're just going to pray. We're going to pray together. Come on. Bring someone you're praying for. Bring, bring, that, bring that person that's on your heart the most these days, and, and just bring them and say, they're not here physically, but I'm, I'm going to the altar, and I, I'm going to represent them, and I'm going I'm to kneel, and I'm going to pray that God will reach them where they are this morning, because we believe he's able. Come on, church. Maybe come as a family. Maybe as a couple, husband and wife. You say, well, I've been around the church all these years. I, why do I need to come forward? Oh, my. Just to, just, to, just to make a testimony before God and the world and even the enemy and say, no, I am believing God in my life. I believe he's able to do this. Come on. Come on. Let's come and pray.
you, Jesus. You're here. You're going to meet needs. You're meeting needs right now. You're touching us. Lord, you want to take away hurt and pain and disappointment and disillusionment. I think there might be a young person here that's really struggling to believe that they've heard all these things that Jesus can do and they've heard about how they can be all that Jesus wants them to be and somehow they in their mind they, they, they have trouble believing it maybe they've been disappointed there might be another young person somebody is not only, they're not only disappointed but somebody's actually said it to them well, you can't do it you'll never be this oh Lord there are adults here that have labored under that curse for all their lives never felt like they were good enough never felt like they could do enough and still today believe that, that Jesus is their Savior but they just don't have any confidence in what God can do in them. Oh Jesus, would you do a fresh work here this morning? Do it. Touch the marriages. Touch our hearts. Somebody's facing some challenges, Lord, with, the, with anxiety and worry. Lord, I pray you'll come right now and give them peace where they stand. Give them, give them what they need. Jesus, we pray. No addiction, there's no brokenness, there's no darkness, there's no guilt, there's no regret, there's no remorse that you can't change. There's no burden that has robbed us of our joy that you cannot lift off of us. We can cast all of our care on you because you care for us. Come, Lord. Touch this house. Touch this people. You love him so much. You love us so much, Jesus. Oh, God. If it was feasible or practical or doable, I'd be happy to stay here all day. Just go from person to person to person and pray for each one in person. But Holy Spirit, you can do better than that. You can do what we need in a moment. In a moment of time ourselves up to you right now. If you've tried and failed, I want you to know you can try again. The Holy Spirit will take, take your trying and make you capable. His power in you, it's not, it's not what you say, it's not what you do. It's not by power, by my, saith the Lord, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Doesn't matter how many times you've asked him to help you, ask him again. grandkids don't mind asking me repeatedly for different things. And I don't mind hearing it. The reason I don't mind is because I love them. If it's in my power to give them and do it, I'll do it. If it wasn't good for them, I wouldn't do it. But if anything I could, I would. But Lord, you're not some old grandpa. You're a wonderful, awesome, amazing, mighty God. Jesus, you can meet every need. So, we lay it all at your hand. How many of you believe he's able to do this? Say amen. How many of you are allowing him to do it right now in your heart? Say amen. Yeah, yeah. Are you willing to believe his word? We're going to go believe him. We're going to go in practice it. We're going to do this because he's able. How many agree? Hallelujah. I think we ought to sing a, hymn, a song of praise before we go. What do you say? Amen. Let's sing a song of praise before we go.
Katrina will take us to the right place, but let's, let's sing it. Whatever it is, whatever's on her heart, let's sing it and let's lift it and let's, let's leave here more than conquerors through Him who loves us. Amen? Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Oh.